Uh, hi. Hello. <laughs> I sincerely hope that we clicked start on our voice recorders at the same time. Because last time, it was so easy to edit thanks to our perfect timing. I just, I feel like you already jinxed it by just even opening with that. Oh my gosh, I might have. Yeah. I just, I feel like we might end up getting a little cocky and getting so excited to talk to each other that we forget some of our skills, like timing when we push start on the <laughs> What an important skill. Skills. Yeah. <laughs> from, from the one episode we've recorded so far. Hi, everybody. This is a podcast called Schmodcast made by me, Rachel. And me, Rebecca. Uh-huh. Two best friends, platonic life partners, just kind of sharing some stuff because we like to talk to each other. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I'm a Rachel, this is Rachel, in case you don't know my voice. <laughs> um, I'm sort of the cruise director for this episode again, um, just like I was last time. And I think next up, Rebecca might be the cruise director. And by cruise director, I mean, I kind of came up with a format and a title and gave Rebecca some homework. And each episode's going to include a little, a, a new title, an intro section, some hot tops, and then a little gimmick at the end before we say goodbye. Um, and this week, uh, this is our second episode, and the title is Two Girls, One Coop. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, um, why did you name it that? What is that inspired by? Well, you know, we are, we are just two girls, two gal pals living together with our, our one chicken coop full of hens. And since I think we might be talking about the chickens like quite a bit on this schmodcast, um, I just, it came to me as a great name. The other thing is, you know, Rebecca, remember when we were first thinking about making a podcast and much like either of our desire to have a child the main appeal was getting to name it like naming it would sounded more fun than actually doing all the work yeah of making (laughs) it like good and raising it yeah (laughs) yes raising the podcast so so when we we came up with like a thousand really good names and then we decided we would give the podcast a really generic name schmodcast Mm -hmm. and title each episode something that could be its own podcast so last week was Starter Pack, mm-hmm. and this one is Two Girls, One Coop. Just a podcast from two girls talking about their chickens. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. So, um, Rebecca, would you like to start us off? Our little intro this time is that we're each going to tell a fun fact about ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I'd tell love to. Tell me something about you. Uh, yeah. yeah, for sure. So I actually, this morning, Googled like fun fact icebreakers to try to like find a prompt to inspire this because I was trying to think I was not only coming up with a fun fact but like a fun fact that you may not know I was like what a what a hard and impossible thing so I thought if I read those like lame like work icebreakers I'll come up with a good idea and it turns out no that wasn't helpful at all it was all stuff like oh my god name a cool place you've been or like and then then they gave advice about how to not make it like too cool because it's a work thing so you don't want people to be like 
too impressed by your fun fact. Oh, yeah. And I bet all of your fun facts are extremely impressive. So that must be hard for you. Yeah. Well, then I was workshopping a couple of fun facts that um, weren't really fun, nor were they about me. I just noticed that Mm -hmm. I just like naturally would start thinking about a memory or something I was going to share with you and then be like, oh, no, that's actually like a fact about my sister or that's like something that I I saw my mom do once. (laughs) So all of this is to say... What a difficult homework item. When I'm cruise directing, I'm going to pick something equally as difficult for you. So get ready. Yay! (laughs) And I finally settled on it. Buckle up. Here's my fun fact. Okay. So you probably already know that I don't really dream. And if I do dream, I never remember them. Mm. But I'm going to tell you about the only recurring dream I've ever had. (gasps) I'm going to tell you what the dream is. Oh, shit. This is good. Yeah. Buckle up. Okay. Buckle. Oh my God. Okay. Okay, go. Okay, so to set this up, you have to know about what a circus looks like and feels like. Do you have that in your mind? Like you can picture it? With what looks like and feels like? A circus? Have you heard of it? A circus. Yeah, I've been to a circus. Okay, great. Basically every day when I sit down to work. So not. Not that, not that kind of circus. Oh, not a shit show, (laughs) a literal circus. Okay, go. Yeah, exactly. And, um, okay, so. I'm at the circus. I'm a child. And there's, like, this tent. You go in the tent to see what's going on. And in the tent, there is this, like, big present, huge box, like, up on a table. And for anybody who's like, what? This sounds just like the Michael Keaton Batman of, like, nineteen late 1980s. You're absolutely right. The one where the Joker sends the present to Batman's girlfriend. It's exactly that gift. And in that movie, when he opens the box, this, like, weird fake hand holding, like, dead roses pops up and scares everyone. <gasps> Same story. Pops up after I open it. And then the rose stems turn into snakes and they chase no. me. They chase me. Are you afraid of snakes? No. These oh snakes, you run because there's a lot. They were flowers. Now they're snakes. You have to run. So you're running. I'm running and then I'm in the kitchen that was in our apartment when I saw this this must have been like when I was having this recurring dream this would have been in like 1996 the kitchen in that apartment complex in Southern California and they like cornered me in the kitchen I had to jump up on the counter and like pull my little feet up because they were like trying to get me little snakes and then I'd wake up and I had that dream oh my god many times and it was always the same thing like through what ages did you have this dream do you think i had it a lot then and then after we moved to texas i know i had it at least like once or twice more and th- and it was like enough that i was like i remember it now 100 years later how how did the dream end that's it i'm like pinned up against the corner counter and snakes are trying to get me and, I'm and like, then you oh. wake up then i wake up yeah oh my gosh how did you usually feel when you woke up were you scared I think I was, like, a little scared because I had the feeling of, like, having been chased. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you've ever been chased in your life, but this is what I would imagine it would feel like, which is a little bit oh, scared. Yeah. Chase, <laughs> I get chased all the time. So, <laughs> yeah. Why do you think I practice running? Mm. So I got, just in case I get chased. Yeah. Wow, Rebecca, that's such an interesting dream. Did you ever do any, like, a dream interpretation of this? No. Oh my God, this is, maybe our next podcast is going to be two girls, one dream interpretation, where we look up what it means to be at a circus 
and get chased by snakes all the way to your house over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah. Two girls, one dream dictionary. Love that. <laughs> oh my gosh, you know what would be a great name for a podcast is just two girls would be the name of the podcast and every episode was two girls, one something else. You know, like you could mm-hmm. theme it. Oh man, too late. We're podcast already. Well, it's it's good that you bring that up because as I don't know if we mentioned this already, but I Googled podcast modcast to just see if the domain was taken. And there is that, uh, there is another podcast, oh, yeah, in the fact. Ger- there's a German podcast yeah. called Schmodcast. Yeah, yeah, so shout out to them, credit to them if they have this trademarked. And I just discovered this morning there is actually a third podcast. <gasps> How dare they? Now, this one is called um, Codpast Schmodcast, which is cute because they did like podcasts like reversed, you know? You see? I don't think that's cute at all. Well, Okay, I so agree to disagree. <laughs> and um, their last episode, though, they did five episodes and they last aired in 2018. So I think they're at least on some sort of permanent hiatus. So I think that one's oh, fair to say is done. But Schmodcast, the German one, is like still going strong. They just had a, an episode. So ours is just called Schmodcast USA, you know? <laughs> That's it. We just, it's extra. America. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is why we shouldn't have procrastinated because I'm pretty sure these wunderbar Deutschland Mm -hmm. people made their podcast Mm -hmm. after we had our idea for Schmodcast, but before we ever actually sat down and recorded it. Yep. Yeah. Ugh. Well, whatever. We're Schmodcast. Thank you for listening. Schmodcast (laughs) USA. Okay, that is a very cool fun fact, and I'm afraid tonight I'm going to have a dream about snakes chasing me, but um, I I really can't wait to find out more about why you do that. Yeah, me too. Um, My little fun fact about myself today, and this, I thought about this because I was listening to our old episode and realizing, you know how everybody hates the sound of their own voice? Yes. I do not hate the sound of my own voice. And I think it's because for my work the last few years, I've done enough video calls and videos of myself that I had to record that I've heard my own voice enough times that I don't hate it anymore. It's like kind of like they say, if you look in the mirror a lot, you start to like the way you look better, actually. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. the same thing, it was true for me with my voice. So I do not hate my voice. Um, And I was thinking about what makes my voice like the characteristics of my voice. And the main thing is I've always been told my whole life that it is very raspy. Mm. Um, As a small child, I believe I had like an unusually gruff child voice. And that's because I have vocal nodules. And I think we've talked about this a little bit before, like my vocal cords, like I guess rub against each other the wrong way because I breathe wrong or something. Like I force air through my vocal cords wrong. And I went to speech therapy as a kid, which... God bless that my public school like offered me speech therapy, but it was so embarrassing. Mm-hmm. So, so embarrassing to carry around a little notebook and write down every time I abused my voice. And basically when I got to middle school, the new speech therapist would like track me down and I was like, I don't need your services any longer. Thank you. I'm cured. And they just like, let it go. So I didn't have to keep going anymore, uh, which means I never corrected the problem. I get, <laughs> 
hoarse very easily. I lose my voice very, very easily, partly because I'm very loud and I use my voice a lot. But um, yeah, I think um, COVID has kind of helped with it because I've had to use my voice a little bit less now that we're working from home, now that we have the kind of jobs that went remote and we're able to keep them remote. Um, but you can still hear it. Like, you can still hear it in the recordings, I think, that little bit of raspiness. I had a teacher in high school. Teachers may be a loose term. He was like a, a coach. Okay. Um, who told me, I don't remember the exact words he used, but something to the effect of, I had a good, like, phone operator no, voice. No, inappropriate. Inappropriate. So inappropriate, right? Yeah. Why would someone say that to a teenage girl? I mean, I think we know why, and that's why it's gross. <sighs> well, I've carried that knowledge with me my whole life and just recently discovered it's not a phone operator voice, definitely not a sex operator voice. It's just a really cool, raspy, you yeah. breathe wrong and refused speech therapy voice. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. Um. And, and I don't feel like, I mean, maybe because of COVID, like, I don't think you've lost your voice. I can't even remember the last time you lost your voice. Yeah. So that's great. That's a gift to all I of us. I lost it. I lost it for like two full weeks in fall 2019 when I was traveling for work. <laughs> it was so bad that I was walking around a foreign city with my colleague and had to stop speaking to her and only, I would like type things out on my phone and hold it up for her to hear mm -hmm. to, to read because I couldn't talk anymore <laughs> not yeah. good not good anywho so those are some fun facts about us yeah that was a really fun yeah. one yeah and uh, I think it's time to move on to our hot tops of the day um I might just go ahead and do mine first because it kind of ties right in I don't know this is like the voice episode for me lay it lay it down because I think my okay. hot top is going to segue into our the way we wrap up <gasps> I know totally unplanned I know amazing without even trying okay my hot top is about vocal fry <laughs> okay okay so if anybody hasn't heard before the term vocal fry just listen to any Britney Spears song mm. ever mm -hmm. oh baby baby you mm -hmm. know that like mm -hmm. oh that's called vocal fry. Okay? Okay. And we all do it, but there's been a lot of claims that women, young women in particular, do it more than other demographics. And and I saw um, I saw a TikTok the other day that tried to counter that. This woman claims that men actually use more vocal fry than women, but because of the deeper register of their voice, it's less apparent. Mm. And because of sexism, it's less criticized. Mm. Um, I haven't found any data to verify that, but to be fair, I did not. Um, I didn't look that hard. <laughs> why would you? Why would you research it? And I believe it. So, Thanks. there's your fact. Well, a couple other interesting things about vocal fry. First of all, there are so many different names for it okay are you aware of any of the other names for vocal fry no it is also called glottal fry 
oh. or glottal rattle or glottal scrape, which is fun. Because first of all, because the word glottal is just like mm-hmm. very descriptive and terrible to say. It's also called creak or creaky voice or croak. Uh huh. And popcorning. Pop is another. Yeah, popcorning. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder. Because of the, like, kind of cracky thing that it's doing? I do not know. Okay. I don't know why popcorning. I mean, I guess because the the thing that's making the vocal fry happen is air bubbles coming through your glottal, uh, your a loose glottal closure. Yeah. According to... Which to is why I like the glottal name, because I think, one, yeah. if you're not sure where your glottal is, what is it called? Like, your is it glottal fold? Is that right? Because it's not yeah. it's not epiglottis, but your glottis. Yes. To, you just, when you first start saying that word, the part of your mouth that's engaged is your glottis. It's a very, very back, back, back part of your tongue as it rounds the corner down your throat. I knew you would know about this. Yeah. With your ENT background. Yeah, with my, like, So, obsession. yeah, because it's like, <laughs> it's like little bubbles coming through that. So maybe oh. that's where popcorning comes from. Interesting. Sorry, my phone was ringing and I'm not sure if I'm still recording. Okay, I am. Cool. Probably I'm just going to have like a little phone call. I probably should have put it on Do Not Disturb. <laughs> um, popular. Okay, that was so just like a little popular brag real quick. Like, yeah. oh, people call me all the time. There's all kinds of really interesting theories about vocal fry. It became a really popular term in like 2012 to 2015. There was all this like clickbait shit all over the internet and on like every morning show about how young women were doing vocal fry right. and it was making them um there were two sides of it sort of the like vocal fry is very unappealing and making people harder to hire and there was like um vocal fry is a sign that like young women are the trendsetters with new like speech patterns basically Um, Mm -hmm. but vocal fry was very first ever identified like a long time before that by speech, uh, pathologists. It's not a new thing, but maybe it was new to, it was an, it was kind of a new trend for young women. And that's why it became so apparent that young women were doing it. Mm -hmm. Some people say that we do it because we are trying to sort of masculate our voices <laughs> like to be more to make it like lower and mm-hmm. I'm like I don't think that's it I feel like I could speak lower without using vocal fry mm-hmm. but maybe not um, anyway I think there's a lot of sexism around vocal fry there's nothing wrong with it there are some people who have been claiming that it actually can cause damage to your vocal cords but there's no data to support that from that's what I've been to able know. to find yeah. And um, it sounds sexy, you guys. Like, if you want <laughs> if you want your high school teachers to comment about how sexy your voice is, just do a little fry, okay? Yeah. Just get a little raspy. Yeah. And you'll be good to go. It works for Brittany, so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, one other cool little piece of ep- evidence about vocal fry. I did think this was interesting. One person collected some data about... Um, which groups dislike vocal fry the most. Mm -hmm. And it's basically anybody older than a millennial hates vocal fry and notices it very Uh clearly. Mm -hmm. And, and people millennials and younger just like, do not give a shit. We all do it. And we, we notice it. We notice or don't notice it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. This is like 
I don't know if this was true in your household, but growing up, if I said like too much in a sentence, just mm. nails on a chalkboard for my parents. Or um, a lot of umming. Mm-hmm. They didn't like that. Mm-hmm. Lost the battle there. Sorry, parents. And then the the last one was, this was just a pet peeve, but when I'm trying to say it is not, instead of making the contraction be it's not to make it be like it isn't because the snot word was like oh how dare how dare we slur say snot you know i think i i agree though with not overusing like and um as fillers Mm -hmm. more so than i agree with criticizing a person's use of vocal fry or like intonation i think the I think it was just, I was bringing it up to say, like, whatever we heard growing up of you're not supposed to do that. Like, those are now just, like, super common. I just did it. Like, people say, like, 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 like. And we don't hear it as much as we used to because it's just part of the zeitgeist. Like, you can't get a job if you have a tattoo. And we're like, that's just not true anymore. Like, it's not professional to say, like, that's just not true anymore. We're we're doing it. Yeah. I will say, though, another... um, Related to vocal fry is up talk. The making every sentence a question. How some people make every sentence a question. And I did actually once know someone in a professional, academia professional sort of capacity who made every sentence with up talk. And I found it very difficult to listen to her. Mm -hmm. Like I found it difficult to understand what she was saying. And to know when, when, when the cues, it, I lost my, the like vocal cues from her about like when I was supposed to chime in because literally everything she said, yeah, was a question. And yes, yesterday I went to this thing and it was great. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So up talk, the, the sister, the ugly sister of vocal fry. <laughs> yeah. Not the welcome guest at your dinner party, apparently. Yeah. I guess does it not bother you, up talk? Uh, no, it it would it it does and would drive me insane. I don't I just don't hear it very often, which is good. I think even mm. you just doing it just now, I was like I'm I can't listen to you, and you're one of my mm. favorite people on the planet. So, oh well, that's a good sign then, because as I was speaking, I started wondering if I'm doing up talk all the time, and it sounds like it, you would notice if I was. So, yeah, I don't I don't think I don't think you do that. I think you sound usually very deliberate whatever it is that you're saying tends to even if <laughs> even if you're asking a question it's like i'm asking this question question mark yes yeah gosh that's a great you know next time somebody asks me three adjectives to describe myself i'm going to use deliberate as one of them it's that's a good excellent. one right <laughs> yeah it's good i am deliberate mm-hmm. 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 all right well that was my hot top what you got your hot top ready to roll yeah i do so my hot top uh and just keeping with the theme of didn't prepare at all i was just born and inspired by the chores i was doing earlier today so right before we sat down to record this i was out in the yard so hot even if we live in hawaii i'm allowed to say it's hot it's so hot today and um i was making redoing the the garden beds that we have we have like a cute little raised garden bed set up within a potting shed and the reason that it's in a potting shed is because we want to keep all the little like birds including chickens from getting in and eating all the seeds because that makes me really mad when they do that 
And I'm not much of a gardener, but this has been sort of my little hobby since we're here. You're a good gardener. I'm I'm trying, and I'm enjoying it. You grow stuff, yeah. Yep we we heart we had. Oh, I, these are your these are your Virgo perfectionist tendencies that you're not willing to call yourself a good gardener because mm-hmm. you're not like the best gardener in the world. Yes, and I think that's okay. That well, yeah, I'm not putting myself down. I'm just also not like saying. That people, anybody who might listen to this besides our moms, like you're, I don't expect you to like learn anything about gardening from what's about to happen. I'm mostly just updating. Our many fans will start to have expectations about your gardening. Okay. Kind of like how if you, you know, those disclaimers before you do exercises where they're like, meet with your doctor before you do this video and nobody's ever done it (laughs) in the history of the world. It's the same thing. I'm saying don't immediately do what I am recommending just because it works. Gotcha. Because one, we live in Hawaii. We live in a part of Hawaii where literally everything grows no matter what you do. And I'm still finding ways to like fuck that up. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Which mostly is due to negligence or um, something not being as fun as I thought it would be. That tends to be like one of the biggest obstacles to finishing Mm. these tasks. But -hmm. today was fun. And here's what I did. So I went to the garden bed. I was like up. I was like watering it, getting it all ready because I have some seeds that I want to plant we just had the full moon and that's a good time to plant things mm-hmm. and in the midst of all of this I went to go check on our compost pile which is one of my little hobbies I picked up because we get to take our trash to the trash place instead mm-hmm. of having trash pickup so with all of that we separate out the stinky garbage that was like a really positive way of framing that there's no trash service where we live and yeah. we have to go to the dump every time we yeah. get rid of our trash it's it's really fun (laughs) mostly rachel takes care of all of that for us but smells amazing it is the reason we keep work gloves in the car yep and why we keep like a a nice smelling room spray in the car just in case it's trash day give it like a little spa feel Um, Okay, so the compost pile. So this is the hot topic. What I wanted to share with you is that um, I started this back in January. There's a little like pin in the corner of the yard and we've been throwing our like kitchen scraps. We're also putting straw and chicken poop and all kinds of stuff in there and clippings from the yard. And I watched the pile start from like two and a half feet tall, three feet wide, sort of like that kind of a little cube if you can picture it. And, or like a three by three by two, make it an actual cube and not a square. And um, then as it decomposed, it got really, really small and scrunched down. And then I put more straw and more grass clippings. Well, finally, I like dug out a bunch of dirt to put in the garden beds. And I'm so It's like real dirt. It's it, like actual nitrogen rich, rich soil Rachel, for growing what we're going to eat. It smells so good. You know that smell of <gasps> fresh dirt? Here's the smell picture it marin county northern california muir woods that like beautiful forest air smell because of the nice dirt bark yeah but like good wet bark not like gross stuff as no i've never smelled gross wet bark i've only ever smelled really good wet bark okay just just in case just checking is good okay really good (laughs) but yeah i was so proud of myself I made dirt. I made dirt. You made dirt out of garbage. Out of hot garbage. I made dirt. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 
and you made us food out of our old food and chicken poop and chicken poop which our chickens <gasps> just give for free and here's part of how the chicken segue comes in is i go to you know i'm like cleaning out their coop to get all the the like their droppings when they roost into straw that's where i get a lot of the like compost stuff and so i'm cleaning out their coop to go add to the compost pile and who's in my compost pile <gasps> half our chickens what yep yep half of them were in there at the same time it was absurd it looked like hitchcock the birds like there were so many chickens well, in this little do you think they're... three by three box by the by oh my god are they trying to be um are they being assholes and trying to eat little food particles or are they being helpful and they're like, we'll just shit directly in the compost pile so Rebecca doesn't have to carry it. They're, um, you know what? They they don't give a shit about me and they're not trying to help oh. us at all. Here's what they're doing. But they do, they do give a lot of shits, Rebecca. They do. That's true. They do give <laughs> freely lots of shits. They were in the compost pile <gasps> digging up worms and little bugs oh. and stuff. That's because your compost is so good that it's full of worms. Yep. It's a really happy, healthy compost pile. How impressive. And so one thing I will, I mean, I'm being kind of generous, but I will say they were sort of helpful with the compost because I have to turn it every couple of days with like a pitchfork because I'm a farmer. And um, <laughs> their little little claws scratching at the soil kind of helps mm. a little bit turn it over. Cool. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that is so cool. I'm so glad you saved telling me about this for our podcast. Yeah. So yeah, I made Ugh. I made earth. You made real dirt. Just like a goddess. If you want to yes. call me that, that's fine. Ugh. Goddess Rebecca. <laughs> the, the goddess of compost? And no, let's keep working on that. But what's fun is Virgo, earth sign. <gasps> no, we'll call you the gardeness. Gardeness is excellent. Yes, it's like a goddess who gardens a gardener goddess. A gardeness. Gardeness is the keeper. That's me. You made dirt. I'm so proud of you. I'm so excited. What are you going to grow for me? I'm so glad you asked. So right now, we just started growing baby lettuces. So we can have like okay. arugula and like little baby greens in our salads. <sighs> Oh, gosh, I love. And I um, planted some sweet peppers, the, mm -hmm. like, little red sweet peppers that we like to dip oh, in yeah. hummus. And... Yes. What was the other thing? Oh, and then I also planted a spaghetti squash plant. Oh, that's going to mm -hmm. be fun to watch grow. Mm -hmm. And while Plus, I... Plus, then you can, oh. you can make fake spaghetti out of it, you know? Yeah, and we make these little, like, the, the little chicken boats that we make where we cut the squash oh. in half, and then we fill it with chicken and veggies. Squash boats. Squash yeah, boats. So yeah. good. Yeah. So. Awesome. If everything works to plan, by the end of the year, we'll have one squash and, like, three peppers. <laughs> three peppers. <laughs> yeah, which, honestly, since we live somewhere so expensive, it's probably saving us, like, $700 on those four vegetables, so... Yeah, especially since I made I made the dirt that goes with it, so oh. it's like, it's really good. Excellent. Yeah. I'm so impressed, Rebecca. Brava. Thank you. Well, do you want to go right into our closing segment of Describe a Chicken, then? Yeah, I'll just keep the good times so rolling. So last week, yeah, last week we described Lady Jane, mm -hmm. the dowager, and um, Miss Sarah, 
what's up chicken butt Sarah <laughs> um, who do you want to describe this week uh, well the the compost enthusiast Tamara is who I'm going to talk about oh Tamara tell mm-hmm. me about Tamara so similar to Jane and um, and Sarah she was here when we first arrived so she's part of the original OG chicken block mm-hmm. And Tamara is one of a set of twins, mostly that they just look really similar, although you can tell them apart. So they're fraternal twins that we named Tia and Tamara. And Tamara is, she's she's brownish. She's got some like dark brown tail feathers and like little speckles all over her neck. She's very pretty and she lays. But she looks cranky all the time, right? Don't you think that's Tia, not Tamara? Uh oh. Oh, maybe oh, they no. both do. Disagreement. They are twins. Here's the thing I don't think Tamara looks cranky. I think she acts cranky. Mm. You know, when she does look cranky, though, is when she's sitting on the nest. All of them if look you like that, her, though. When she's on the nest, there's this like shit look that's like, get the F away from well, me. Well, I mean, I don't have to tell you this because you're a birth doula, but like, that's actually a really <laughs> common. Um, face that all women females get when they're birthing. I don't know if you knew that. No, not true. Shit but faces. okay, so <laughs> tell, tell me more about that. Tamara. Could be that could be a hot you. topic in the future yeah, where you explain or, you know, how babies the get facial born. expressions of birth. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I'm sticking with it until proven otherwise. So Tamara, she's. I don't think she looks very cranky, at least not to my eye. But what she does do is act like she's in charge of everybody and gets all in their business. So when it's breakfast Mm -hmm. time, it doesn't matter how big or old or small or cool or nice any of these chickens are. If any of them, like, seem to be having a decent time, Tamara will just run over and peck at them so they have to run away. Oh, yeah. She's, like, a little bit the, Mm -hmm. like, hall monitor. Yeah. And I thought it was because she was, like, the alpha or, like, whatever, like, top of the pecking order in, like, chicken language. I thought that was her. But now I think she's just a bully. Like, I think she just, like, is kind of an old cranky bitch. You know what, though? Maybe she's not a bully. Maybe she's particular. Mm. And she has to let the other chickens know when they're doing it wrong. But, like, is doing it wrong, like, just trying to get some breakfast? Because that tends to be, like, what she's mad about. I've never seen her actually prevent anyone from, like, finishing their breakfast, though, right? Like, she's not bully, like, stealing their lunch money kind of stuff, right? Oh, my gosh. We just had a technical difficulty. I lost you. Oh, my gosh. We're back. Do you see me now? I do. Do you see me? Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's all good. (laughs) No, I was just saying, I've never seen her actually, like, full bully steal anyone's lunch money. She just kind of, like... She's like annoys them a little bit and mm-hmm. then gets out of the way. She's not nobody is harmed by Tamara. She's just like a but she is a bit of a pecosaurus. Like I just uh-huh. I see her especially with how skittish some of our other chickens are, it just like none of them yeah. are dying though. There's plenty of bugs in the yard. They're all fine. I don't want anyone worried about it and like thinking we should get rid of Tamara. She's not that mean. But that's just like We're not one getting of, rid of it. Yeah. No. Because here's the best well, part. Tamara lays uh, the cutest little pale green eggs oh, you've ever seen. Yes. She really does great big green eggs. And she's very consistent, which we love because we like eat, getting eggs every day. She probably gives us an egg, what, every other day I think we get one? How many eggs were on the nest today when you went out there? 
Uh, just one new one. A green one. Okay. Hello. A green one. Ah. Ah. Oh, how cute. Well, okay, so you said that nobody's dying because of Tamara, but I do think some of the chickens are dying. And one of the chickens, the chicken I'm going to describe is Tamara's twin sister, Tia. Ah! Who basically <laughs> looks exactly like Tamara, except when they were both super healthy, we mostly could tell them apart because Tamara had darker feathers on her, like, upper, like, her lower back, like, just before mm-hmm. her tail feathers. Yeah, like a back but tattoo. Now it's, yes, she had a low back tat. Yep. Um... Now it's super obvious which one is which because Tia is looking raggedy AF. Mm-hmm. Like these girls are old. Like two of their peers died in the last like 10 months of natural causes. Like what chicken gets to die of natural causes? This is amazing. Mm-hmm. Free range, happy, happy chickens. Um, so don't, don't feel bad for them. Um, <laughs> they're, they're just nearing the end of their life. But Tia is starting to look frazzled. Um, she's got a lot of kind of like her the, her feathers kind of kind of lost their sheen mm. and she has like little tufts of feathers like poking out here and there mm-hmm. um <laughs> she's been a little bit less eager to eat a little less food motivated um but besides that back when she was healthier she was also often laying as green eggs i think she might still be laying some eggs which is very impressive mm-hmm. um and other than that, like, doesn't really have a distinctive personality. She and I don't see her being much of a bully, but also, like, she's not. She was just, like, one of the gals. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I also think, um, have you noticed that Tia's feet are getting whiter, Rebecca? I don't know if I've noticed that they are getting whiter. I, just that I noticed they looked kind of pale when I was I think they're trying to decide she was dying. Tamaras, anyway, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to just, like, go look at their feet because we're told that their feet lightening in color, mm-hmm. getting lighter in color, might might be an indication of imminent death. Yeah, just part of the dying older. process. Yeah. 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 So those are our chickens. We've described four of our 11 chickens at this point. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, Tia also lays those green eggs. And one of my favorite things about Tia's eggs is that it's, like, shaped like a football instead of an egg. Oh, it's, yeah. like, they're kind of pointy. Like a, yeah, they're, like, oblong or something. Yeah. Yeah. Which maybe that's maybe that shape is hard to pass, and that's why she's mm. so cranky. So cranky. <laughs> okay, y'all, that is it for this um, episode two, Two Girls, One Coop, of um, <laughs> Schmodcast USA. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I think maybe the next episode, it might take us a couple weeks to make another one. And, um, this time, Rebecca, you might be the cruise director Yay. of the next episode of Schwadcast. Ooh, lucky yeah. me, lucky me, lucky mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, to close out, uh, I'm going to introduce everyone to another familect which is the way that Rebecca and I express loving affection to one another. <laughs> when we first developed our platonic life partnership, it felt kind of awkward to say, I love you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something we say to family members and romantic partners, but and I know a lot of women say that to their girlfriends too, and I say that to some of mine also, but it's like, it's not like a, hey girlfriend, I love you kind of thing. Like what we have is deeper than that, but it's also different than mm-hmm. a romantic partnership. Mm-hmm. So um, we, 
I think the origin of this is that we were making fun of romantic couples who use baby talk with each other. Right. That are like, beep, boop, boop, pop, 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 yeah. They just get high pitched and everything is like, yeah. beep, 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 boop, 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 beep, 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 beep. <laughs> so our like term of affection for each other is that we say, beep, pop, boop, pop, beep, beep. Yep. Literal beep, beep, boop, boop, pop, pop. Basically just any cute little beeping noises. So to close out, I'll just say, Beep, boop, 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 boop,